0: Welcome to our podcast Alphabet You Never Knew That, where three friends chill and talk about all things spooky, but in alphabetical order. Have you ever questioned the unknown? Are you wondering if there's supernatural thing, things look, lurking out there, things that are hidden from plain sight? Well, this is the perfect place for you. We are your hosts Javeria, Mario, and Minal, and we post new episodes every other Friday. <coughs> as a kid you thought the nursery rhymes you heard from your parents and played in school were about make-believe fantasy filled with silliness but you never imagined the true meaning behind innocent nursery rhymes to be about death and scary historical tragedies that happened many years ago. Is there a reason why many nursery rhymes are associated with misfortunes? Well, we're about to find that out today. So our episode topic is nursery rhymes and you may think oh nursery rhymes it's just kid stuff right you know you sing when you're a child with your friends and play in the playground with all of that stuff um but you know surprisingly there are very disturbing truths or um, theories behind many well-loved or well-known nursery rhymes that we all know to this day um so we're about to explore that right now starting with Moria Thanks for um, So my first one, the first nursery rhyme that I'm
1: going to talk about is Rockabye Baby. Um, I think a lot of us were, um, we heard the song, maybe your parents putting you to sleep um, or just singing it to you in your cradle. Um, and for those who don't know, it goes Rockabye Baby on the treetop. When the wind blows, the cradle will rock. When the bow breaks, the cradle will fall and down will come baby, cradle and all. So if you really listen to the lyrics, the last part is saying that the cradle will fall and here comes the baby. So it's like the baby dying, essentially. Um, And yeah, if you think about it, uh, it's actually really strange and it's basically talking about a baby rocking in the branches of a tree, falling to the ground and its limb snaps. Um, and it is associating with violent, disturbing, and horrible stuff, uh, which no, no child should have listened to as, <laughs> as a kid. Um, and the question is, why is the baby even up there? Like, they don't give any context. Um, and for a parent to, like, say that, sing um, this rhyme, and also for a parent to place their baby up in a tree, it just
2: sounds horrible. Um, I mean, like, the idea that, like, it's so straightforward about what it is, and yet we never question it at all until, like, years later, (laughs) that's a little weird to me exactly I never like even thought about
1: it I was just like you just like fall asleep to the song I don't know about you guys but my mom used to sing it to me like
2: to fall asleep right but like why why would they like talk about like a baby falling from a cradle like as a way for you to fall asleep that's so dark exactly
1: (laughs) it's so weird um and this lullaby was printed in 1765 um and the reason for it for being so horrible and scary is because some people believe that it was written in response to King James II's conversion to Catholicism. Um, so he had a son in 1688 that many feared his heir would lead to a Catholic dynasty in England. So basically, um, the baby was in question. The baby um in the story was the son of King James II of England, who believed that the child was smuggled into the birthing room to ensure a Roman Catholic heir. Um and I uh yeah, I'll talk about more about that later. So um so the way that this turns out is that they wanted the baby they they prayed for the baby's death they wished that upon him directed to the king james II, um that he would fall and die and be replaced by a protestant
0: king Oh my! so god. yeah so sad it's like wishing for a baby to die mm-hmm. like oh my god i mean a lot of people back in the day uh and back back in the day too uh uh-huh was just not you know they're very picky about like who they want um to rule and you know like even in their own families like uh families would prefer like sons to daughters right so this is like it's kind of reminding me of that um but you know obviously the death thing it's like no one should do that to a baby it's just a baby like chill out but I, don't know, I guess they were thinking way way ahead or like so horrible plus yeah, like, it's like
2: protestants and catholics always had like a huge rivalry against each other because it, in the uk yeah yeah it was like a that. huge issue so like that's probably a yeah. big reason why like there's like that tension and they're like super graphic about like the violence and stuff because they just it's all like political stuff it's just mostly like the tension between the two is the reason why like it probably made that and like emphasized it a lot.
1: Mm. Yeah. So I guess that makes sense like because of as you're saying the two, the Protestant and Catholics were having some
0: collision. <laughs> collision. Tension. Tension. Tension.
1: <laughs> um so it kind of makes <laughs> sense for this. Um but you're just like putting such a dark wish and it's like everyone is saying singing it. It became like a well-known thing Mm well-known rhyme that everyone says so like i feel so bad for the child like him knowing the real reason
2: Uh, it was because of him it honestly feels like you know like political propaganda like it just feels like that because you know if you tell children that they're gonna like think like that and then they're just gonna as they grow older they just start thinking in that mentality so i guess they wanted that they wanted it to be so popular that even kids knew about it so it's like that tension has always been around for so long
0: what's also very like um to add on to that like it's your mother like or your parents like your your mom usually is the one who's like singing it to her baby and Mm -hmm. you know and it sounds so soothing coming from like her mouth and like her voice so it doesn't even like uh, ring any kind of red flags and danger at first right because you didn't even notice until like you actually take a look at the lyrics and you know see what's up and the way you it's being sung is so
1: soft spoken like the just the rhythm of it's just so slow you don't even think about the lyrics when Mm -hmm. someone sings it to you um another uh, reason for it being created was um it was believed to have made by a not by but uh, the lyrics associated with a woman called Betty Nettie. I don't really know who she is, but she had eight children um, and she used to kind of cradle her children to sleep on the tree. So I guess maybe someone saw that and just wow. like created that. But another well-known reason was um, for na- Native Americans who place their babies high in the tree and they actually like create like um a place for them to sleep and relax on the tree like a bed um Mm -hmm. that's also another reason and i thought that was like believable but i don't know maybe they were like kind of making fun that maybe oh the baby will fall oh
0: my god you know said wait native americans or like Mm -hmm. i'm sorry i forgot that i didn't i missed that last part
1: no, yeah, they were representing Native Americans who tie their baby up in trees, mm. but did they actually do that or no? Yeah, I saw a photo. Wow, I think they do that. Like in, it's like, like a bed, you know. Wow, but you. Don't- it's definitely very interesting. Yeah, so maybe they're like kind of making fun of their practices or just the way they live back then what the
0: heck On oh, I'm, tree- I'm like looking this up like as we speak <laughs> on um but i don't know if that was like on a tree though. and i don't know like yeah like or, or maybe it was like um like i'm seeing something like on google images where mm-hmm. it's like the baby is like uh like on the tree do you,
2: yeah. see, do you see
0: that like, like it's on the tree but it's like really low though too it's like on the tree bark like it's not on, on the, like on the, the branches the yeah it's not on the branches it's like on the bark oh yeah and some of it's like literally touching the ground or yeah
2: true i mean it doesn't look that unsafe like, I don't think anybody would get hurt if, like, the baby fell or something. It was kind of like a canopy or not a canopy, like a, like, a what cocoon. do you call it? A cocoon, like, like a hammock. Like, you know, like, um, they're just kind of, like, uh, <laughs> chilling on there. The
1: next Man, one is Jack and Jill. Um, so a quick overview of how it goes. Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Jack fell down and broke his crown and Jill came tumbling after. Um. I used to say this, sing this as a kid with my friends. Um, mm-hmm. and we all think of this as Jack and Jill going up the hill to get water, but I don't think it represents water. Um, there was questioning as to why why would Jack and Jill even gone up the hill in the first place? Was't there a closer water source? Um, were they even going for water at all? And then according to Nursery Rhymes of Mother Goose, um, it was published in mid-1700s. And w- one of the reasons was because of the tax of the alcohol beverages. Um, so many believed that King James I of England, um, he raised the taxes on the measures of liquid. And actually, before it was named Jill, it was actually Gill, so it was Jack and Gill. Um, and then it was later ch- changed to Jill in later publications. Um, and Jill also happened to be a term for a quarter pint measure of liquid and Jack was short for a jackpot pot or double dagger, mm-hmm. um, which is a measure of volume equal to a half pint. Um, so that was one of the reason basically them representing alcohol tax raising. And then the second one was France Louis um, and his wife, Mary, who were convicted of treason during the French Revolution, um, also known as the Reign of Terror. And they were beheaded for something they did. I don't know what they did. Um, And basically the crown was representing Louis's um, crown, as a king, um his throne, and then Jill Mary whose head came tumbling after.
0: Oh, but then that's like oh yeah 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 like because they like first he went and then she went after yeah yeah and it says crown like
1: he broke his crown yeah. and then Jill came tumbling after and he was beheaded first.
0: Yeah because like a crown can also be referred to as a head
1: yeah oh my but god
0: but he was like in uh royalty right so the crown yeah, like definitely he's... represents also like yeah oh yeah yeah but he's, he's a king so yeah wow That's um it's interesting it's pretty dark <laughs> yeah i would so wait when was like jack and jill like invented though um mid-17th, or, mid-17th century oh. Mid 17th century so this was, like, I'm sorry for, like, the historical stuff. Um, like, uh, was it near the same time? What do you mean? Oh, that this happened with France and his wife? Yeah, yeah, yeah. France's um, king and then the I king of England. I think I
1: saw somewhere
0: that... I think this happened before. Yeah, this is, like, um messed up, though. Well, I mean the alcoholism kind of is like i don't know why you would even want to teach that to kids it's like is they're not going like, to be drinking
1: what's the point of making nursery rhyme for that? yeah right but uh, the question is why even make a nursery rhyme out of death in the first place
0: hmm. I don't
2: sounds know. kind of like it's like mocking them almost like you know you're making like a like a rhyme out of it so you're like it's like kind of like a joking way of like being like, oh, like they got beheaded, like haha. Uh, I don't know. Like it's just kind of like a very because everybody was against them anyway, in when they were reigning, so it makes sense that they would like not take it seriously. Like they just don't care. Like, they were just kind of happy that like they, you know, lost their throne and like they got power back. So I think it might be just in a mocking way. Um, you mean Jack and Jill? I mean. <laughs> Like and to to the, and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Mary Antoinette, yeah. Yeah. Like, they definitely... It just sounds like it could be, like, a joke for them. Yeah, it could be.
1: They were just trying to mock them and, like, make fun of their... I don't know, their story. I don't know what they did. They mm-hmm. were convicted of treason.
2: They, um, basically, like, they... To, they increased the poverty in France like there were so many poor people and yeah. they just did not care about them at all and like that, that's why there's like a famous yeah like it's like the, the famous the famous line of like Marie Antoinette being like like when they complain to her they're like "Oh, we're poor and we're starving and all this and she's like why don't they oh. just eat cake let them eat cake because she was so like it just kind of showed that she was so in her Bubble that, like she didn't even realize what she was doing. Her and her husband, like they just were so entitled and like, mm-hmm. like obsessed with their wealth and their power that they just did not care about anybody outside of that. So like, wow. that's why everybody hated them and they beheaded them because they were like tired of <laughs> not just having like, food and all that.
0: They rose up. That's crazy. So I, yeah, I
1: guess that could have been about them, right? They went up the hill, like the hill of being so self-absorbed, mm-hmm. and then to fetch a pail of water. I don't know. Then Jack fell down, broke his crown, and Jill came tumbling after.
2: It could be like a you know, like they're going up. Like they went up to a hill, so it's like up their yeah. up up throne, yeah. upper echelons. Yeah. yeah. So like they came tumbling down, meaning like they got dethroned and like thrown yeah, down. Yeah, exactly. In such a violent and embarrassing way. Yeah. Oh my God,
0: I can said it that nursery rhyme explains their old story. maybe a bit. It's like um teaching history, know yeah,
1: just I never imagined these nursery rhymes to have these mean- meanings, but now now we all know the mm-hmm. meanings behind them. Oh my yeah, God, that's all I have for mine. And I'm really excited to hear what Mino has
2: next. All right. So my part is about the three blind mice. So the lyrics are three blind mice, three blind mice, see how they run, see how they run. They all ran after the farmer's wife who cut off their tails with a carving knife. Did you ever see such a sight in your life as three blind mice? So this sounds pretty straightforward. It's like, oh, it's like about mice, you know they're blind. I kind of think of Shrek. But...
0: <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> that too. I think it was Shrek yeah. like the <laughs> three blind light. Yeah. So, yeah. Shrek was so iconic.
2: <laughs> honestly, it is, but it's not about that. So it's actually been speculated that it's about Mary I, who's also known as Bloody Mary, who is the daughter of Catherine of Aragon and King Henry VIII in England. And Basically, to kind of give you some background, she was considered illegitimate because her father decided to marry Anne Boleyn, who is his second wife, and actually was removed from the line of the throne. So she couldn't, you know, become queen. But after Anne Boleyn got executed by Henry VIII, uh, I think it was because of adultery. But yeah, so he basically executed her. And after that, he reinstated Mary and her half-sister Elizabeth to the line of succession behind their half-brother Edward Fourth and he was basically the child of his third wife and a lot of people uh probably know this but henry the eighth had like so many wives yeah and yeah it was just kind of like a line of them at this point and he just one after the next they just got executed so so he basically so far in the story had three wives and edward was his third wife's child so when henry the eighth died uh edward who was a teenager at the time became the king of england and during his rule, Protestantism basically was established because of Henry VIII. He was a believer in Protestantism. Mm-hmm. So uh, because of this, he had a very tense relationship with Mary, who was actually Catholic, and it kind of became strained. So when in 1553, uh, he fell ill and he wasn't able to you know, rule anymore, and he was kind of on his deathbed at the time. But he realized that if he died, he didn't want Mary to take the throne from him because of her catholic beliefs because if she did that she would be spreading catholicism everywhere so he decided to have mary and his other half-sister elizabeth removed from the line of succession basically reversing what their dad did and one of edward's advisors whose whose name is duke of northern Northumberland, uh who urged him to have the throne given to edward's cousin who was also a protestant and her name was lady jane gray And she was also Northumberland's daughter-in-law. So when Edward died the same year, Jane was actually became queen of England. And uh, the Duke decided to kidnap Mary. But before he could, Mary actually had her own army and she gained all these followers and supporters. And she basically convinced the government to switch its allegiance from Jane to Mary as the rightful queen. So because of this, they sided with Mary and they had Jane locked up in a tower called the Tower of London and was held prisoner there after only reigning for nine days. And then her uh, father-in-law, Northumberland, was actually executed. So this kind of like a whole dramatic thing in the background. But um, oh, gosh, yeah, during, it was a lot of drama. But during Mary's reign, the Queen's belief in Catholicism basically fueled persecution against the Protestants. And it was kind of believed that the farmer's wife that's mentioned in that uh, rhyme is referenced to Mary the First. And amid uh Mary's reign, there was a lot of Protestant believers who basically refused to renounce their faith. They were very firm in their decision. And because of the consequences, they became known as the Oxford Martyrs. And three of them who were the most prominent, uh their name was Thomas Cranmer, Nicholas Radley, and Hugh Latmer, who were very prominent Protestant bishops who basically were just very like firm in their decision. They're like, I don't want to convert i just want to be protestant because of their beliefs they actually tried to dethrone queen mary and to bring protestantism back as the main religion but because of their you know efforts and all that they actually were caught and they were accused of heresy and the three bishops basically represent the three blind mice in the story Mm -hmm. and they who basically in the story got their tails cut off was actually not true they never got dismembered or anything but they were actually punished for their heresy by being burned at the stake
0: oh well i mean that's not much better you know what i'm saying it's just like dismemberment or burned which do you want
2: yeah and i mean at the time it was common to burn people at the stake so yeah that's why it's a very
0: violent story but yeah damn
1: so they didn't find any other other way they just had to burn them that was like the practice back then
2: that's the thing uh queen mary she was kind of famous at the time for killing protestants so like they would do it in the most Uh, violent fashion and like you know the guillotine isn't the most like you know great like simple and (laughs) nice death but like it's back then it was yeah it's back then there was a very violent way of you know executing people so that was one of them and she did that I guess kind of like to show like a if you go against me this is what's gonna happen kind of like a representation of like going against her so that could be it too so that's
1: how the three blind mice so those are the three
2: yeah because they were like pretty like popular and they were like the leaders of protestant bishops so like Mm -hmm. they were like a basically representation of like if you go against me this is what's gonna happen to you so I guess Mm -hmm. that's why that kind of happened um, but actually, there's a lot of songs about the persecution of Catholics because back then in the 16th century, this was a very common like issue that was happening. So a lot of people made songs about it, and there was also like an original version of this song. It's not too different, but I think it just the only difference is that it says Dame Lillian and the Miller and his merry old wife. She scraped her tripe, licked out the knife. I don't know exactly what that means, but. It's kind of different. Sans kind of violent, though. It still mentions, like, you know, licking a knife. So I don't know if that's, yeah. I don't know what that means. But um, yeah, a lot of people also kind of think that this text should have been changed because her sister, uh, Queen Elizabeth, who was like the most, one of the most famous queens of England, she um, basically was Protestant. So people were saying that, like, why are they keeping, you know, um, the lyrics still, like, oh, against. Uh, Catholics and like or sorry against Protestants because Queen Mary was uh, Catholic so a lot of people think that it could be because of its humoristic tone kind of like explaining the hundred years of persecution in England through like religious issues and you know it's just kind of like this non-stop tension and like like Maria mentioned in hers it was like this non-stop like fight between protestants and catholics protestants and catholics like it just never ended so people were just kind of like making a joke out of it and like this they just didn't make it a serious thing so that's a lot of a big reason why this this
0: was written like that so i'm confused a little bit um so the three blind mice so mary the first was a Protestant was a catholic mary the first was the catholic yeah okay but the three blind mice were the protestant uh believers they were like the the bishops bishops. Bishops? yeah okay Mm -hmm. so then um like but they said they ran after the farmer's wife so wouldn't they be like running towards her
2: yeah because the thing is that they were trying to dethrone her So that's kind of, like, uh, saying that they were trying to, like, get her off the throne, but then she retaliated.
0: Okay, okay. By killing them, so. I see. I thought it was, like, you know, following. Because you're, like, blind, so you're, like, sometimes following or something?
2: I don't know. I mean, I think it's, like, blind by saying, like, they were kind of, like, not aware that this was going to happen. Like, the end result of all of this was going to, like you know, hurt them, they just kind of were, like, blindly just, like, okay, let's just try to kill her, and it's, like, no, like, oh, <laughs> you know, you're gonna have consequences, and she was really powerful, so, like, it was a bad move on their part. Then... How
1: did she find out?
2: I mean, I think uh, someone told her, like, it was, you know, like, one of the people that snitched. worked for her. Yeah, they snitched, <laughs> so, yeah, and I mean, she had a lot of supporters at the time, so, like, it kind of makes sense that a lot of people were trying to go towards catholicism instead so there were like a few Mm -hmm. people that were like still stuck on being protestant so it kind of made sense that they found out and they kind of i remember i was reading about it in my research like they openly were saying things against her too so it wasn't like a very difficult thing to like find them and kind of just get rid of them yeah
1: who thought they would take over
2: the queen I mean, they just kind of didn't want her there. (laughs) They wanted, like, anybody who was basically Protestant. I don't know, like, if they were maybe rooting for Elizabeth because her sister, she was uh, Protestant. so. But then
0: she was Catholic. Mary was Catholic, but then Elizabeth was Protestant. Yeah,
2: because they wanted someone who was Protestant in the line, but because Mary wasn't, they were like, no, we don't want you. I wonder why, like she changed
0: like who changed their faith first or
2: i'm actually not sure like the background of it but i think she just didn't like the like protestants like they i think she had some sort of tension with them since she was young because she ruled when she was like 28 like she was pretty young but then
0: like wouldn't they like be raised under, under the same faith or they just were raised i mean like obviously it's like all christianity but like
2: do you know what i mean I think she was like raised as a Protestant, but maybe like internally she didn't accept it. You know, she kind of was like, "When I become queen, I'm just gonna like get rid of all you guys." You know, because there was like tension, even when her dad was reigning, Henry the Eighth, he would, um, he basically didn't like Catholics, so maybe there was like some tension. Like she didn't like what her dad was doing, so she just kind of went against it.
0: Yeah, could be. I don't know. Any historians out there, please let us know.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, I have also a different one. So the next one is "Mary, Mary, Quite Contrary." I'm sure many of you have heard of that one. So it goes: "Mary, Mary, Quite Contrary. How does your garden grow? With serv- silver bells and cockshells and pretty maids all in a row, and pretty maids all in a row. Mary, Mary, Quite Contrary. How does your garden grow? With silver bells and cockshells and pretty maids all in a row, and pretty maids all in a row." So seems and pretty nice. <laughs> yeah seems nice like you imagine seems like normal. oh it's a, a woman in a garden you know yeah. it's pretty sunny chilling silver bells
1: <laughs> yeah
2: so it seems pretty wholesome so there's actually many theories about what this means and some people believe it could be a religious allegory for catholicism and mary could be like mary the mother of jesus so the bells representing a sanctious bell Cockshells of the band uh badges of the pilgrims at the shrine of St. James in Spain, and like they're saying pretty maids are nuns, you know, like it's just very like religious related. So people are saying it could be that. Um, a lot mm-hmm. of also other theories are saying that it's connected to Mary, the Queen of Scots. So they were saying that, and she's like a different one from Mary the First, that's like in England, so in Scotland. They were saying, how does your garden grow is referring to her reign over her realm? Because she was a very powerful queen over there at the time. And the silver bells are referring to her cathedral bells, like when you're getting married and the cockle shells could be her husband was not faithful to her. So there was some tension between her and her husband, you know, and I think she also had an affair, but like, I'm not really sure there's like some tension between their marriage. And then pretty maids all in a row could be her ladies-in-waiting before Mary's, which is, like, a bit of, like, a historical thing. But the one other thing that I found was very interesting was it could be about um her, about actually Queen Mary, like, Bloody Mary, the one I already talked about. And a lot of people said that uh, because her reputation of you know, killing over 300 Protestants in England and only three months is kind of like a very graphic detail. So people are saying that this could actually be very like dark and it could be about um, that persecution process. So the silver bells could be thumbscrews that were used for torture devices. The cockle shells could be also torture devices and it could be used to persuade them to change faith because she tortured a lot of people to convert so well, this yeah. could be like a way to be like okay you know maybe you should try to change but then you know that's her way of doing it um how does your garden grow could be referring to a cemetery where the more debts the more cemetery garden would grow so like the more people that are piling up the more debts as she is, like I mentioned, where like she has a reputation of being Bloody Mary, like killing all these Protestants, like that could be her way of being like, the more you go against me, the more I'm going to try to kill you, you know, very, very messed up. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other thing was, the other interpretation of being uh, this line, the how does your garden grow could be about her ineffective womb and being giving birth to dead children. So it could be, like, you know, because she uh, couldn't give birth. Like, this could be, like, a dig at her. And then pretty maids all in a row right after that line could be referring to her miscarriages and having her dead children laid
0: out in graves.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. That's... Oh, my God. Just stop with that. It's pretty dark. So,
1: she couldn't have
0: children. You
2: said. Yeah, she couldn't have kids. She never had any children.
0: Is that is that why Henry... Wanted to marry someone else, right? That's her dad, Henry the Eighth. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Never mind. I, <laughs> I do know Henry the Eighth wanted like um a male heir or something. Yeah, he did. That's what um
2: Edward the Fourth, like the her half brother. Remember I told you she, he was Protestant. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. he wanted him to be king, but then he you know became ill, so he couldn't even reign for that long. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was kind of weird and ironic, but. Yeah, she never had kids. And um, they're also saying pretty maids could also refer to the Protestant she killed, and the word maiden is actually referring to an instrument used to behead people, kind of like the guillotine in France. So mm, wow. Yeah, it's pretty graphic and violent and all that. But a lot of people also argue that why Mary was so famous for her persecution than her father and her half-sister Elizabeth. And it's really hypocritical because if you look at it, Henry actually ordered the deaths of nearly 37,000 people. And Elizabeth, who also ruled after Mary, had killed 600 people. So if you look at the numbers, like, you know, Protestants at the time, the Protestant kings and queens, persecuted more Catholics than even she did. So it's like kind of weird, like, why is there such a, you know, like an image of, of mary being the more violent one or mary being the more you know like torturous and that's sexist i mean they said elizabeth like barely killed anybody but she did like she killed 600 people so it's not even about like gender i think it's just like maybe people are saying that it could be like protestants saw her as a threat but henry
0: Henry ordered so many deaths and no one's going to blink an eye for that.
2: But that's why it's like hypocritical. Like, why are there, Why is there so much attention on Mary versus like them? Because they actually killed more people than Mary did. But maybe it's like some propaganda from Protestants because they're like, she's, you know, crazy. And uh, the English church was threatened because of her. And they kind of deemed her overtly Catholic or un-English because she also married a Spanish king. So, they're just like, Ooh, you're just trying to be un Spanish lover. <laughs> yeah. So, they kind of just like, you know, threw her so to the she, side.
1: She doesn't like Protestants, but then she
2: marries a Spanish guy. I don't yeah. think he's I don't, Protestant. I don't
0: think. I think he was Catholic. Yeah, oh, I think he was Catholic. Yeah. Spanish lover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah there was a lot of
2: tension as you can see from like protestants and catholics in england because it was just like yeah and
0: and, yeah oh yeah like not to cut cut you off there but like also like uh even to this day like right in in ireland or um that you in some parts in the uk and like in ireland right um yeah it's just a lot of history there
2: Yeah, it's just, like, it's been like that for, like, years, so it's just a never-ending issue, and I guess, like, going back to kind of, like, what Mario was talking about, like, it could be just this propaganda thing, like, they're just trying to make it into, like, a joke almost, like, oh, she's just crazy, oh, she's just, like, this wild person, you know, like, just kind of painting, because of their bias, they're, like, painting her as, like, some really bad person, and just kind of making everybody go against her and just basically making humor out of it so could be that reason probably because
1: she was a woman back back then who had a lot of control compared to henry like he's a guy that go he healed
2: thirty seven thousand thousand people Mm -hmm. the thing is even though queen elizabeth was more famous than her though so i don't even know because it's like well she's female too but like people supported her more than queen mary says here that mary was elizabeth's cousin
1: so i read that sisters.
2: they were half sisters
1: oh maybe yeah maybe they, they just they were both. called each other cousins
2: because uh <laughs> elizabeth was like younger than her but she had a different oh, mom no sense. so yeah i don't know why it says cousin because that's not right but mm-hmm. they never met apparently they never um, met? I don't believe that. They for sure met. They just have a strained relationship.
0: Maybe. Oh, yeah. One of those. Of those religious issues, you know. Family tension. <laughs>
2: the drama. Yeah. Oh. That's
1: crazy. I didn't know back then that was rivalry between Protestants and Catholics. Like, I didn't think of it like this. Like this
2: big oh it was huge yeah killed yeah yeah it was like a big thing and specifically in england so like they just had so much tension and i guess a lot of the nursery rhymes are from england because they, they keep talking about like you know the kings and queens and like the religious tension but yeah
0: because that held a lot of power right back then like religious institutions were like almost yeah they were really in power yeah
2: there was no secularism it was just like religion and the government were like one thing so Mm -hmm. whatever religion was a part of that government that's what ruled so it was a huge deal because that kind of influenced a lot of like decision making and even the people so it was it was a huge deal but yeah lots of tension dang but yeah next javeria is going to talk about her part javeria you want to take it away
0: uh, should I? <laughs> okay, okay, fine, I will. <laughs> all right, um, so I'm going to talk about Ring Around the Rosie. So it goes like, ring around the Rosie, pocket full of posies, ashes, ashes, we all fall down. So um, usually this is like performed, uh, like in your, like you have like a um, group of children or whatever people they form a ring and they dance in a, like, a little circle. And then uh they like fall down or like curtsy or at the final line. And the like the slowest person to do it like faces the penalty of being um in the center of like their like ring. So uh that's like how it's performed. And I personally have done this so many times. Uh it's just like really fun to like fall down and you know, just yeah it's, it's kind of cute but um I think I even con- contemplated like the meaning behind this like back in the day like, probably um but never thought about it maybe, maybe not fully th- thought about it or even um looked into the history so um so it first started like it f- appeared in print in 1881 but uh someone like reported a version that was already being sung in like of the same tune in 1790s. And uh, like, also they're like similar rhymes all across Europe. So it's actually said to be about the the bubonic plague that came in London in the 1600s. And uh, the ring around the rosy meant the itchy rash that would affect the sore um, of a person sick with the plague, and uh, the ro- like, the posies are obviously the flower petals, and uh, that the um, but like the plague doctors would shower them like on the deceased patients. So the ashes, it's kind of referred to the cremation of bodies. So I guess they would um. They Wait, would kind what? Of- that's so grim. Holy God! <laughs> it's either the cremation of bodies, or like some also say, the burning of victims' houses, the blackening of their skin, just like you know something that's really dead and morbid. And um, yeah, basically we all fall down. It's just basic, like what happened, you know. You kind, you get some, you get a rash, which is like the symptom of the plague. The posy, like the herbs used for protection. Ward off the smell, the sneezing and the coughing and everything, and all the ashes that are literally happening. And when you fall down, you fall down like that's your death, boom. I
2: wonder if they like actually did cremate them, because like I I know um, if there's like a very contagious disease, people usually like try to cremate people so it doesn't spread, because you just bury them. It's like it'll still spread from their body, right?
0: Oh.
1: I didn't know really?
2: that. Yeah, because like Even if, if it's, it
1: decomposes,
2: because it's still on you, you know. Unless if like I don't know, because the bubonic plague was really bad and it was super contagious. So I don't know.
0: Wow. I just,
2: I just love how that they like focused on the herbs of the smell of the disease, but they're like not finding like
0: the cure <laughs> of the disease. Like bro, <laughs> they're like I don't want to be smelling these people like here let's just, let's just mask the disease and mask that's it let's, let's not get uh, rid of it. dust though. it under the rug you know it's, it's whatever i'd address it so that's why you're saying what the ashes could represent mm-hmm. it could be just the cremation of bodies what do you mean by the burning of victim houses though um i don't know maybe that was like a quarantine kind of thing oh, i honestly okay. did not look into it that uh, actually that does was... make sense. Because it's
2: like, if it would probably spread in their house. The only way to get rid of it is to just burn it. Wow.
0: I mean, I could, like, the Black plague was, like, kind of crazy, though, to be honest. And it killed, like, millions of people, so. Like, it was, like, black death. Um... You know, like,
2: the skin would turn black, so that makes sense with, like, the ashes, because it's, like, black, uh-huh. so.
0: And they say there was, like, a a great fire of London in 1666 that destroyed a bunch of the center of London, but it also helped kill off, like, uh, the vermins that, like, carried um, the bubonic plague. So oh, wow. maybe that could also be it, too. But, yeah, like, maybe it is just, like, you know... it it turned them to like black death the victims or they wanted to like eradicate the disease altogether by just burning it like whatever um so that could that could be it but yeah um so but there's like some theories uh to debunk that a lot of people were kind of just you know like maybe that's not true and and to be honest I don't know really as well because the bubonic plague really does sound like it could fit with it, but um, but you know there are some theories and uh, like the first recorded version of the nursery rhyme did not even appear until the mid 1800s, and that's like 200 years after the plague, and um, I don't know. And some people were like, okay, so 50 million people died, and so this nursery rhyme came up like right after it to just what commemorate their demise or um you know honor them in some way or or, I don't know just people thought would be like a little absurd and um they also made this like into a like a kid's game right where you could just play with each other but as we know before and hearing everyone's stories uh it's just I think that doesn't really matter as well because they still will teach it to kids and it will, you know, like it'll like travel. So I, I don't think that point uh, is very valid. I mean, it may, they may just theoretically think, Oh, okay. It's like, yeah, it's not for kids and whatever, but it's like, you know, it just still travels to them no matter what. Um, if Especially if you're going to make it into like a sweet rhyme um it seems like you know because
2: you said it's it came up around the mid 1800s so that's mm -hmm. like you know it's been so many years i don't think we're gonna give up that rhyme anytime soon anyway this is Uh, kind of part of history right right i feel
1: like our kids are gonna
2: they're gonna (laughs) they're gonna use it i'm gonna play with (laughs) (laughs) that. unless they find something better you know maybe come up with like a more fun rhyme but like it just seems like it's so ingrained into us it's like weird to let it go
0: yeah mm-hmm. well I'll get into that a little bit um in a bit so um they so what people actually think it's like so um you kind of I don't know they just think it's like uh like, you just play around, um, whatchamacallit, like, a rose tree, and you know how, like, kids kind of play with each other, and they hold hands, and they're very, like, you know, like, together, and yeah. so maybe they thought, like, oh, okay, they circle around a rose tree, and from the rose's pollen, you know, you sneeze, and then you fall down as a type of curtsy. Yeah, whatever. I think
1: that was what was going through my
0: head when yeah. I heard this. Yeah, because, um, I don't know, just to, like smooth things over and not make it too morbid. They uh, they just, you just fall down. And they, I was like looking at um, some research and I noticed they changed the lyrics to ringer, ringer, ring, ring, ring rosies, pocket full of posies, a tissue, a tissue, we all fall down. So the tissue does represent the sneezing and, you know. Oh, that it's, it's less um, the ashes parts. It's less, you know, I feel like back then,
1: maybe, I don't know if they used the, the nursery rhymes the same way as we did. So maybe they weren't like playing while listening to it. they It just like was mm-hmm. created and maybe people knew of it and maybe they would sing it, but they didn't take, like they knew what it represented. And then fast forward a hundred years later, we probably changed the meaning of it and just like created something else
2: yeah yeah that's true like it could, it doesn't necessarily have to be for kids it could have just been like a song somebody made up and they're like okay let's just make it for kids because it's so simple to to listen to i don't know it just i don't think yeah i don't think it was like for kids though like you're like you're saying yeah but
0: if you make it so like catchy it's gonna travel to kids like that baby shark song
2: <laughs> yeah, I, th- I thought of that too. Whereas it's like it's so simple, you know? So maybe they're like, okay, simple. let's just,
0: you know, kids will like it. It's so cute, you know? It's catchy. Yeah. Right. And then the rosies and the posies, like that sounds very cute. Um and this this version is definitely cuter, like a tissue with tissue. But like it's definitely cuter. Um there are like different versions. Um uh there's like a Maori version, there's an Indian version. There's another like American version and then yeah obviously this originated from Britain um England so it's like there's a British version and yeah there's like so many different like uh versions of it now and uh, it's like traveled across the world. Wait, where did this uh
2: rhyme come from? Did it come from England?
0: Mm-hmm. Is it so English nursery rhyme? Of...
2: So they have their own version like a separate version of this one
0: who has one england because you said the england has a different i know that's like it came from them right it came from Mm -hmm. england and then but then people were kind of reporting that you know i think they had a similar tune around uh, europe but like the lyrics are all english okay that makes sense yeah but i wonder why like other countries
2: decided to like have the same rhyme but a different version i I
0: think it came out later right like the american version probably came out later and then the indian version came out later and the maori version came out later it's like and then i'll i'll say like a maori one like a ring around the rosy a ring around the roses a pocket full of posies koru koru, we all fall down so i don't know if that translates to the same thing or is it just like a sneeze but i could Yeah, could be it. Why was most of the
1: nursery rhymes made in England? right.
2: I mean, it's English, right? I mean, we're saying that because we're American. So like a lot of, you know, English, like a lot of European influences have, you know, been adopted in America. So that's probably why. But I'm sure like, you know how, uh, Javier is saying we're like there's different versions of songs like maybe you know everybody has their own nursery rhyme so that's probably why I
0: don't know like that is a very interesting question and I don't know maybe England has had a lot of influence back in the day too yeah right is a, a superpower um so that could also be it but uh yeah to go off that there's another where I am, that is very clearly from England. Uh, London Bridge is falling down, falling down, falling down. London Bridge is falling down, my fair lady. So um, this one is basically played as like two kids or, yeah, two kids. (laughs) They link their arms and they form like an arch bridge while like the other kids like kind of run, take turns learning underneath them. And they go until like the sing. Once the um, singing stops, the arches the arch falls. Like you like entrap someone, and that person's like eliminated. And you keep repeating it until like there's only one person left. So that's like another playground popular um, uh, activity. And um, the first it, like its origin came from. Um, being published as a nursery rhyme in the 1850s but uh many like historians and experts they think it dates back to medieval times and maybe even before that so um it was actually it wasn't on reference like until 1657 it was the rhyme was first referenced in england during like a comedy show or yeah like uh it's it's called the london Sorry, I'm mispronouncing that. Uh, The full rhyme wasn't published until 1744 until it made into like Tommy Thumb's Pretty Songbook. So yeah, it kind of uh, went all over the place until being officially into the rhyme as in the 1850s. So uh, the common theory is that um, there's a Viking leader called... um, Olaf Haraldsson. he allegedly pulled it down when he was evading the British Isles, and that was like in 1014, so really old, Um, but yeah, so, you know, all of that tension and led the bridge to falling down, but that could also, it also could have been, um, the bridge was damaged in 1281 due to ice damage or uh, like fires in 1600s. And like, yeah, like I mentioned the great fire of London that came around 1666 that like contributed to, you know, the many like fires and damage in the city. So uh, people, it it may have been implied that it may have fell, but but actually historians kind of uh, refute that saying it survived for 600 years and um they it just it never fell down it it's all good the hood. um and uh but when they had to like but they did have to demolish it only in 1831 because that was like cost effective uh to replace it rather than repairing it so i guess you know the only time they really did have to like take it down was in that time and uh yeah so that's it but um that those are kind of the light theories now we're gonna get into the dark ones oh wait before you do um i okay. actually i've heard
2: of the great you know like the great fire london and then mm-hmm. i feel like i've heard the london bridge constantly like collapsing like i've never i didn't know that like it just got demolished like it, i thought it like literally fell down or something because that's the oh. most common theory that i've heard about
0: about that rhyme i didn't know that either i mean i just like you know, just researching, really, um, like learned about this fire. I honestly have not like heard about it any time before, and I don't know. Yeah, it must have been like a crazy fire, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, because I mean, the Great Fire of London didn't have anything to do with the bridge, right?
0: No, I don't. I don't think so. I it said honestly... it
1: weakened the bridge
0: but it didn't like collapse though it didn't collapse it it may have weakened the bridge but you know and you know there's like all this ice damage and you know weather and whatever that may have happened but no one like um said it like fell down as the nursery rhyme says but you know they had to actually demolish it in 1831 for like to just make it more like sturdy it just sounds like way more graphic than it. (laughs) (laughs) than it is you know yeah it's like falling down that's kind of scary just like
2: (laughs) it just sounds like it's collapsing it doesn't sound like oh like it's a lot more tame than i thought it was gonna be i actually thought it happened
0: yeah um um, i don't know i don't know i want to see like old pictures of it now like just to see compare like how it looks um today to like you know way back then so um but yeah to the darker theory it's like referring to um a medieval punishment so this is the medieval part of immurement so immurement is when a person is encased into a room with no openings or exits like you're just trapped in there and you're just left. you're left to die oh my god yeah it's I had no idea in this of this too, but it's like really crazy. It's like, it's like you just like leave them in there, and that's like so much psychological and mental like, like torture of its own. And yeah, I've seen like pictures of it on images, um, and it was yeah, I would not want to be in there. I just wonder how it correlates with like London bridges falling down because it just sounds so different from like so. like the theory is is that like the bodies were encased in the bridge wait what seriously yeah like encased in its moorings (gasps) dang yeah dark holy god yeah so that's uh, i i don't know to maybe make um like the bridge not to fall down and so it can be like sturdy and you know like uh, people may have believed like the bridge would collapse if there wasn't a body buried inside so what kind uh, of a belief is that like that just (laughs) (laughs) sounds. yeah we need to
2: stuff a bunch of dead bodies in here so that it lays you know like like, structure and i don't
0: know human stuff
2: yeah just make the human structure out of it. you know it's just
0: oh god so they may have um said like uh there's this one like lyric that's in there, take the key and lock her up. I didn't read like the full version version, but um but they say like this historian um Bertha Gome believes that this was a nod into like the inhuman practice and uh the belief that uh there may have the sacrifices may have been like children. What the heck? And yeah. there's a longer version of this. I did not
2: know that. Um is it like really long?
0: Yeah, well, it was like uh take it wait, wait wait. <laughs> wait. Uh there's like so much Yeah, I think there is longer one like there's like so many like different versions of it oh, too. Oh okay. Um but so it sounds like, like a... familiar though. Take your mm. key and lock her up.
2: It's probably like a different version of this. Yeah. But dang, that
0: just it, sounds so much darker. <laughs> it could be, yeah. So, I mean, thankfully, like, they think this disturbing, like, so, uh, theory hasn't been proven. And, you know, there is no archaeological evidence that it is true. But yeah, it's a theory that exists. And uh, I don't know, like, even back then. I mean we'll never know
2: cuz they demolished it. So mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe that's why. On mm-hmm.
1: Google it says multiple sets of body remains were found in the bridge when they dismantled it.
2: Oh god. Oh like really? In the bridge or like outside of the bridge?
1: Uh oh under the bridge. Under the bridge. Oh, There's like water though. Yeah. Oh maybe there was like bodies that
0: fell down just came up. I don't know. I mean, it could be, though. But you're saying that the bodies were inside. Encased inside. Like, the immurement thing. Like, that's when you just, like, leave them in this kind of spaces with no, like, you can't escape, basically. Mm -hmm. That's, like, so scary. Uh, Like, you're just breaking someone in to let them die slowly. Yeah wow so that's how they did it they just let them die inside Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that was like mid that was definitely medieval practice but i don't know if they like used a bridge actually for this um, this part
2: the the immerment you're talking about it reminds me a lot of like the catacombs in france because that's what they used to do Mm -hmm. like they would just you know have a bunch of dead bodies and just like close it off or something it just sounds so right. grim holy god i hope that's not true but
0: like yeah. you know, if it is yikes um yikes is correct <laughs> um but there's like this one part of the song where like i said it's my fair lady right and people may have think um so that could be a reference to the viking attack so supposedly the um attack happened in September eighth um, which is traditionally when the Virgin Mary's birthday is tradition- um celebrated and uh they may believe like the Vikings were unable to take the city because after they burned the bridge uh because the English claim uh the Virgin mary or our the fair lady protected it and um but also it could be royal concerts that were the fair ladies uh eleanor of con- uh, province cons you know consort of henry the third and she controlled the uh, bridge revenue in the late te- late 13th century that could have been it or um matilda of scotland she was consort of henry the first and then she commissioned like the bridges for the 12th century early 12th century and then there could be like yeah, like so many like different um uh members. There's this last candidate, a uh, member of the lay family in Stoneley in Park in Warwickshire. Like her family dates back to the 17th century in England and uh they kind of claimed that one of their own was actually entombed under the London under the London Bridge. Oh as, an, as like an alleged human environment sacrifice like like what i said before um but eh, we won't we why like
2: the sacrifice was to keep the bridge like intact I,
0: I yeah right like they may have like f- fell on that theory of keeping the bodies in there will keep the bridge strong man what That's kind of logic is thinking. that yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, they, so they believe like one of their family members was like a human sacrifice for you know oh keeping God. the keeping the building the the bridge all secure. Could you imagine that we did that today? Yeah. God,
2: that would be like they would get arrested. Like that's not. Even... That's that's nice. Man,
0: back then people like did everything. Holy God. Mm-hmm. Like wow. Oh, and another story of Eleanor of, Pro- of Provence. She was like attacked with eggs and stones at london bridge um by citizens as her barge tried to pass through beneath the bridge um like i think it was like political like stuff discontentment and henry the third wasn't very popular at that time too and like this his son wanted to raid the temple like I don't know it's a lot of history right there um Wait, why
1: was she egged
0: I think because she wasn't popular like like Henry the third wasn't popular and um I think um his son didn't like her so they mm. wanted to attack her fine okay. yeah because she had custody of the bridge revenues, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know, just to take her. Take her down. Yeah, take her down. With the eggs. Like, the eggs and stones and, you know, at the bridge. It, like, if she was visiting that one time. I, I'm not exactly too sure. Like, that's a very yeah. specific detail in history. But, um, yeah, that could be it, too. I, I don't know. There's, like, a lot of theories but yeah, I guess the central question is why are nursery rhymes so dark? I know, I,
1: I just, I don't know why maybe people back then just didn't find a way to express things that was happening and they created nursery, like just maybe maybe it wasn't intended to be created. It was just the way that they would explain an event that happened um and they just like came came out of nowhere someone just put it together um but I feel like each nursery rhyme tells so much about history Mm.
2: yeah I think um I agree with that like I don't think it necessarily was for kids it was just kind of like people at the time were just kind of coping with whatever was happening so they just made a song out of it and because it's, like, short and it's simple, it's easy to follow, it's a good song for, like, I guess kids to listen to and just kind of, like, sing it, you know, because I think, like, when I look at the even the innocent ones, like, the ones that don't have a dark backstory to them, like, they're all very simple, they're very, like, cute, you know, I guess that's what happened and people just kind of stuck to it and
0: it's still around because of it. I don't know, people use songs and music to cope with things and, or there's also, like, war songs and patriotic songs and you know songs about death so it's just another form of expression and it just happened to be kids uh travel to kids and for its very simple-esque sound and that's probably yeah why it still resonates with all of us today from when we were young (laughs) yeah
2: yeah I guess it's just like, you know, it's a part of history. And I mean, it, I guess it depends on what country you're from. But like in America, a lot of like the English influence and even in uh in general in Europe, there was a lot of influence. So we kind of like stuck to that, too. And it kind of spread everywhere. And everybody kind of chose the same songs to sing along to. And <laughs> it's cute, wholesome, you know, on the surface. So people didn't really think too deep about it. They kind of forgot about the meaning. But yeah. Mm-hmm
0: now
1: there's,
0: we know what they mean yeah just like so many there's like so many new ones too out there i think they're now like making sure the lyrics are like clean and fresh so it's not uh <laughs> um has a dark meaning to it but yeah yeah, nowadays it's a lot more controlled, censored, like censored. Yeah,
2: it's a lot like Baby Shark. It's like just singing Baby Shark over no, and over again. No, no
0: double meanings.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's not like how it used to be. But I mean, I don't know about you guys, but like when we were kids, like it was pretty much the same. Like I think it's like the newer generation that has like the more wholesome and cute songs. Definitely. Iris was just depressing (laughs) I mean besides like I guess some kid shows some kid shows had like really good songs and they weren't like dark or anything (laughs) yeah I don't know I guess like with social media a lot of things have changed though
0: so hey maybe that baby shark you know is talking about how baby sharks are eaten and you know unfairly poached and all that stuff maybe has like, yes, a different meaning
1: that we don't know
2: about. Oh my god, I don't think so. It just they literally just say "baby shark, doo 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 doo."
0: Baby <laughs> sharks are eaten. Did you see that Gordon Ramsay like? Please tell me you saw that Gordon Ramsay documentary slash um show episode Wait, about sharks. Baby sharks, yeah. No. Shark fin soup. Oh. Ew! Oh god. They're from like baby sharks, that's and then he was just like trying to investigate that and making sure it wasn't being sold oh really yeah i highly recommend that episode it's very interesting and you learn anything and hey it's gordon ramsay right so gotta be interesting but yeah that's that's all we have for today and but let us know what you all think of Um, all these theories and um, if there are any other nursery rhymes that you know about uh, please share that with us and uh, we would just love to um, dissect it and you know be even more horrified
2: (laughs) thanks for listening guys support
0: us (laughs) bye bye